Welcome to But Jesus Drank Wine and other stories that kept us stuck. I'm Mead. And I'm Christy. In this podcast, we'll explore the stories that kept us, well, stuck, wanting to drink and not wanting to drink all at the same time. Join us as we show you that freedom from alcohol does not have to mean a life sentence of misery and missing out, but actually means living an authentic life full of peace, joy, and purpose. Hi, Mead. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So you just had a fun weekend celebrating your 40th birthday that's almost here. So it's not officially your birthday yet, but you're in celebration mode, which by the way, I was just going to say like, it actually was my birthday Saturday, 42, not (gasps) 40, but yeah. Babe, you didn't tell me. I know. I did not tell you. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday. Wait, so now I'm going to mark it in my calendar. So November 19th. What was that? 19th. Okay. Oh, babe, I'm sorry. I didn't know. We're so close. I'm December 19th. You're November 19th. That's amazing. I know. I know. So I thought it'd be really fun if we could talk about birthdays today and what they look like alcohol free or free from alcohol, however, or sober, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. The difference between what I always envisioned for my, like, say, 40th birthday, like you're experiencing, and what really my 40th birthday was in the middle of COVID, by the way. Yeah. So 20, yeah. 2020. So it was a little bit different. But, but I'd love to hear about how you did it this year and what your what it looked like for you this weekend. Yeah, it was it was so fun. So um yeah, as you said, I ne- I completely pictured like a 40th birthday back in the drinking days as something completely different. It was like something that I talked about, like, what am I gonna do? Let's go to Ibiza, let's do a massive party, let's like at one point I was like, I wonder if there's a way I could get all my London friends to LA and have a massive party in LA and like all this stuff. And so I also think there's so much pressure around 40ths, you yes. know? And so it was like, oh my gosh, I, then I was like, I have to have a party. Like I have to do something big. I have that. I mean, I've got to have the Instagram moment to share with the world that I am 40. <laughs> um, so when I was like, kind of like thinking about all this stuff, I was like, you know what? What do I really want to do? What do I really, really want to do? What do I want to do? Not for the gram, not for what like everybody tells me that I have to do, but like, what do I want to do? And it really was just about like a few things that were separate with the people that I love the most. And so the thing I was telling you about over over the phone earlier is just, yeah, my my eight closest kind of girlfriends here in London surprised me. And um, they took me out to tea at a really beautiful hotel here in London. And then we walked around the corner. They surprised me. We saw Moulin Rouge, the Broadway show. So it was so, so fun. But yeah, I, I, I was so funny in like getting ready for the night, not knowing what was going on and whatever. I had this moment where I was sitting at my computer and I was working and I like this thought popped into my head of like, oh, I should eat something. And then I thought to myself, uh-huh. what? why do I, why am I, oh, it's because I used to think I, I'm going out for a party. I need to coat my stomach. Right. Yes. And I, oh like, my gosh. I don't have, I don't have to do that. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't, I don't have to have a piece of bread right now so that I don't pass out after the first drink. <laughs> oh my gosh. How that often do I good. have that same thought? I catch myself and I'm like, and it's the best like celebration moment. I'm like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. Hallelujah. So good. Yeah. I love that. And the other one too that was so good was I actually had something at my daughter's school on the Sunday 
And before, you know, like it would the, the next day after a night out would be a write off. And so uh-huh. I would I would have been panicking, trying to get out of it, trying to figure out if like my husband, Chris, can maybe go by himself. And I didn't have to do any of that. So it was just so, so nice. And I think it was because it was like kind of my celebration. I just had all these major realizations. You know, I've had little ones and going out here and there, but I was just like, oh, that's so good. That's so, so good. But yeah, so that was, that that was, that was my girlfriends. And then I'm going to meet my, my best friend since we were 15. We're going to meet in New York in a couple weeks. And then, and then actually me and my little family of four, we rented a a little cottage in the Cotswolds. So we're going to do that for my actual 40th birthday weekend. I wanted like a roaring fire and I wanted to cuddle my dog and my kids and just get out of the city. And it's, Yeah. And watch like good movies, like, you know, the holiday and, and love actually and all that good stuff. So I'm really excited. I'm so excited. I love that so much. I I can relate to that. That's, that's what everyone's like, what do you want to do for your birthday this past weekend? And in the past, and even like for my 40th, we had a plan. Like we were, that was when we were going to go to Napa and Sonoma. That was yeah, that was the plan. And then, yeah, and that was actually going to be in April. My birthday's in November. And so the plan was we had the trip all planned. We had like a deposit put down, like it was all, you know, ready to go for April of 2020. And then COVID changed that. But when we planned it, you know, I wasn't free from alcohol yet. And so that was one of those interesting things that as it kind of came around and then it wasn't even an option because of COVID. I, I mean, I did think I was like, well, now I'm free from alcohol. Like, would I, would I still go? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, sure. Why not? I think it's going to be, it's going to be beautiful and be with my friends. It'll be amazing. I'll be the, I'll be the DD. Like, that'll be awesome. You know, we won't have to worry about how we're getting home. And it was, you know, going to be just a bunch of us couples. And, and then COVID changed that for us. And then I was also like, you know what, like that's a long ways to go and a lot of money. And, you know, like, and then if people are, you know, drinking too much, then I will probably get annoyed at some point and I will be wanting to like go to bed and get a good night's rest. So I, maybe what I would want to do there would be different than what everybody else would be wanting to do. And so it was one of those that, that, you know, circumstances definitely changed it for us, but also then, you know, coming around to November in 2020, I had just launched my co- coaching business and I mean, everything like life had never been better. And so when Todd was like, well, what do you want to do for your 40th? I was like, I mean, we couldn't really go anywhere anyway. I was like, I can't imagine anything better than just being here with y'all doing nothing, watching UVA basketball because basketball season starts <laughs> right around now. And so to fast forward to this past weekend with my birth, like, what do you want to do for your birthday? Like, I want a fire. So to your, like a fire in the fireplace. I want UVA basketball on the TV. I don't even care. Like in the past, like I've been really like, I want this for for dinner and I want this, you know, whatever. I was like, I don't, I don't even care. Like I, and you know, after a stressful past three weeks or so, what I was really mostly looking forward to is just, you know, having nothing to do and relaxing and resting and just being with my family. And it's just so, it's always so surprising to me how enjoyable just that is like again air quotes totally just agree. that totally agree the big I didn't yeah I didn't take a shower on Saturday I didn't <laughs> house I was in my pajamas all day we had fires we had movies it was it was lovely and so I can totally appreciate like yeah 
doing what we want to do, not not based on what those expectations are or perceived expectations for like what the world tells us we should do or what is, you know, social media savvy or expectations of what you can post for social media and all of that. So yeah, it's so true. And you know what? I also thought, which you brought up too, is like, I wouldn't, and this sounds so bad, but I'm just going to be a hundred percent honest here. Like I didn't want to hang out with my kids when I was drinking, you know what? I really didn't like, I liked that. I liked them kind of in doses, but now I really enjoy them. And I really, really enjoy just like being with them. And obviously no one's perfect. And obviously they're annoying sometimes. Yeah. And I snap, <laughs> I snap at them and I'm not like the perfect mother, but I just really want to be with them. And, you know, like we've talked about, we're going to do an episode maybe at a later time about what kids can pick up on and what they don't pick up on and all this stuff. But I can tell that they know that they're important and that like my birthday is really about like them getting to also like celebrate me, which is so special, which is not what the focus was before, right? The focus was like getting a party dress, look hot, go out all night, like post a bunch of pictures on Instagram, make it look spend a lot of money and amazing, spend a lot of money. And now it's just like, yeah, it's not about that anymore, right? It's just about like peace and just girl. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because I, yeah, we, for sure that is, I remember thinking at some point, it's like, am I the only one that doesn't want to spend time with my child? It's like, it was that, again, that conflict of like, I want to want to spend time with my children, but I also really wanted to, you know, keep up this appearance of this like wonderful life I was living. And even though I hadn't really been on social media for a little bit in that time, like leading up to that, it was a lot driven by what I could post on social media. And, and I think that kind of going back to, you know, what we talked about before is like, it's like the distraction that even if it's just not, it's not just the time that drinking that it takes away, but it's the distraction when you, when you feel that conflict within yourself, that becomes something that's distracting. So like the way you want to live and the way that you're living or, you want to be drinking, you don't want to be drinking, or you want to want to spend time with your kids, but you really are feeling like maybe you don't. And it's amazing to me still to this day, how freedom from alcohol has changed that desire for me. Like it's now where I actually do enjoy spending time with them because I don't have this like inner voice. that's like, well, you should be, you know, what about your social life? What about this and what your birthday mm-hmm. should look like? All the shoulds that come along with mm-hmm. that. Like it's just, it can just be whatever it is, which is time together. And yeah, like we, we have our, you know, we have, it's not like beautiful rainbows and unicorns over here all over all the time, but, but there's just laughter and joy and peace that comes from just being together in a way that all the expectation, the other way, and then the drinking to manage the noise of all the expectation, I think was, was a, was a big one for me. So noticing that difference is huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so true. And I think just, I mean, I, I, am assuming we'll get like really into the nitty gritty of like fun and the belief that alcohol brings fun and is fun and needs to be a part of anything for it to be fun. It's something that like was the one that I 
held on to it the longest, but you know, it's like once you get a few nights out or a few thing events or whatever, what have you under your belt and realize that you can have fun, that you can laugh. Like I remember the first night that I went out on a double date with another couple. And I remember like, get, like having, like having an out of body experience. It sounds so cheesy, but it's true. Laughing and like really, really laughing and thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like I, <laughs> I'm laughing and I'm not drinking and I'm actually like happy and I'm smiling and I'm laughing. Oh my gosh, look, it's possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So true. I, and I know what that like experience is of kind of like hovering above, like where you're like, wow, is this actually happening that I'm here? I'm laughing. I'm having fun. And there's, there's not that, uh, that tension that otherwise exists where, or I guess, I mean, I keep saying distraction, but that's, that's where the pain clearly was for me. Cause I'm like, it's, it was the distraction of thinking about like, what are we going to drink next? Or where are we going to go next? Or what are we going to do? And then the relief that came from like, oh, I can still have fun. I can still be fun. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm still light and, you know, enjoying the conversation and making other people laugh. Oh, okay. And that's where I think it's so cool to see. I like literally can picture our little neural pathways in our brain, like lighting up as they're changing in those moments. Uh, and, and that's so huge to the journey, like kind of locking that in is like, oh, wow, this is something that was unexpected. Yeah, totally. And when you learn, I think too, when you really learn the science behind what alcohol is doing to your brain, and you know that you really only have that 20 minute high, and you know that it drops you low, and you know that you're constantly chasing that first drink kind of high. Like that for me too was like a game changer because I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yes, that was me. I was just constantly chasing, chasing the numbness or chasing the, the buzz and all of that stuff. And now too, when you go out and you see, you see it in action, you know, I've, I've seen it in action. The first time I saw it in action was we hosted Easter at my house, like whenever, a few months after I stopped drinking and I saw it. <laughs> You know, I saw everyone like laughing and giddy and then I saw everyone like kind of get more grouchy and then keep drinking and then like ups and downs, but like lower and lower and lower. And and you really do see that when you're, when you're out now. And so it's like, what, you know, what is the, what is the point? What is the point? Like we're doing all of this, like to your point of the mental real estate and, and dealing with the voices in your head all for a 20 minute, like quote unquote, here, now I'm doing the air quotes. Hi, like what, what, mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Yeah. That high that then, because you've created that. Yeah. Like to your, to your point, you just, you keep chasing the next drink is an attempt to get there, but you, you're never going to get that, to that point again. And it, so it just is, yeah. It's like kind of like the end, the definition of insanity, trying the same thing over and over again, you know, and it not, it not working, but you're right. It's like that it's like that fly, like I, I, one of my favorite games now going out and just kind of wherever I am observing as a fly on the wall, like I get to be the fly on the wall that it's so fascinating to me because I can see that exact thing that you just talked about. I can see that happen in other, other people that change that shift, you know, the fact that alcohol is an upper and a downer, like it's a stimulant and a depressant all at the same time. And seeing that chemical change, you know, that chemical reaction 
take place in other people. I mean, it's heartbreaking to me because I'm like, oh gosh, like nothing good will come from that, you know, but also it's, thank goodness I don't have to do that anymore. Thank goodness we redefined like the definition of fun, which I think is something that's exactly what I was just going to say. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, we have this idea of what fun is and it's always just had alcohol as a part of fun. But if you really like ask someone to define, like, what is the rubric for what, you know, marking something as a fun occasion or not, or a fun experience or not, like what would be those things that would have to be a part of that to, to qualify it as fun. We, we talk a lot about like fun and, and it is kind of just this arbitrary thing, but getting like kind of clued in on what fun is. I never thought that sitting at home on a Friday night with a fire, watching basketball with my family for my birthday, like that was the most fun experience for me this past, this past weekend even. What about you? Like that, that definition of fun, how has it kind of shifted for you? What would be the qualifiers for it now? Well, I mean, I think a big part of it always for me is like, I really, I'm bringing it back to sleep because I really, really need sleep. And if I'm like, if I have a lack of sleep, then, then nothing is fun. Need nothing is fun for me at all when I'm tired. So for me, I have no idea what you're talking about over here. So similar. Ask my husband. He will tell you. 40th, 40, yeah, my, ask mine too. Yeah, exactly. So like we're talking about 40th birthdays. I feel like now we're really old because we're talking about fun means sleep. But I, I, I have to be, I it has to be early. It has to be early, which was such what was so great about these girlfriends of mine that planned this night out. Like they definitely, it was like tea and a show. You know what I mean? And so it wasn't, it wasn't going to be an all night thing. And it was so funny. They told my, my 12 year old daughter what I was doing. And she was like, don't, don't worry, mom. You're not going to the club. (laughs) It's like, I wouldn't think that I would be going to the club (laughs) anymore with what these girls are planning because they know me and they know I don't do the club anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But. But yeah, and just like being with people, right? The, the, the thing is, is that you redefine fun, as you said. And so it's doing something that where you're not, where you're, where you're practicing self-care, I think, while you're enjoying yourself, which means you're going to be able to get the proper rest, which means you're being with people that you actually enjoy being with, as opposed to making small talk with people at a bar or at a party, right? And and yeah, I don't know. Like I am, I, I love being home. I love going out, but I love, I also love being home and I didn't love being home before. So that was, that's a big one for me. That I was just going to say, yeah, the, the fact that, yeah, like if I had described, so if my 35 year old self knew that on her 42nd birthday, she was going to be sitting at home with a fire, having not showered all day watching football, I mean, basketball, well, basketball and then football later, but, you know, with the kids and the dog and like nothing fancy, like we had, I mean, in the past, it would have had to have been like the fanciest meal too. I had my mom do pizzas on the egg because the kids, I was like, I don't care. I don't care what we're eating. It's just about us being together in the past. It would have been having the perfect food and the perfect wine and the perfect outfit and the perfect setting and the perfect group and the perfect experience. And it's just, there's so much freedom in not being controlled by those unconscious expectations that we carry for ourselves and, and, you know, in, in maybe the purpose of 
like what we're projecting out to the world. And so, yeah, yeah, 35 year old Mead would have laughed hysterically and said, it yeah. better not look like that on your 42nd birthday. <laughs> like it better yeah. not look like that. And even my 40th yeah. is, I don't even really, like it was much, this was much the same and it, and it was, and it was, it was okay. Now, if I had been more rested, if we hadn't just had the craziest, you know, three weeks, you know, with some, some situations here, I, I might've, you know, wanted to go, go do something else. But my birthday is always right by Thanksgiving too, which always makes it tricky for celebrating, but yeah, it's redefining fun. And at the very least, and this is what I, I recommend to, you know, clients all the time is it's like you, you, we, th- we believe these stories that we tell ourselves that like, you know, fun is had with wine. Like I can't imagine having fun without it. We have these stories and they're so deeply ingrained. They feel really, really true. So they, they they just are. But then when we get really, when you get curious about like, I would say like the first part of it is, you know, how do you define fun? Like what makes something fun? And I find that most people can't answer that. They don't really know what fun is. It's just that, oh, well, but wine is part of that or, you know, the part, you know, whatever. So kind of, you know, just getting curious, like what would be your definition of fun? My definition of fun like yours also includes a good night's sleep because I know that I feel better if I've gotten good sleep. And the one thing that killed my sleep was that giant sugar and alcohol dump that was wine in the evenings. And then what does that look like? for the next day too. So in, in lieu of the the night out at the club and then having to like clear your schedule the next day, you know, what it, what does that, what is it, how long does the, the so-called fun air quotes last? Maybe for that 20 minutes, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's so true. And I think that, you know, we find we find so much of ourselves in like living alcohol free. And so I think that's part of the scary part, right? Like I definitely I've coached quite a few women who on let's say a discovery call or something say, I've either it's my 40th coming up, it's my best friend's 40th coming up, it's my sister's 40th, blah, 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 so many 40ths. So I can't start yet. You know? And so it's like it's one of those things where well, as we know, like there will always be something. There will always be something coming up. So like, there's never like a really good time to start. But where I was trying to go with this is that I don't think we really necessarily like know ourselves and what we do think is fun until we like take a leap and like try like life alcohol free. You know, it's it's so interesting because I also probably, I know I also know, I never would have told you that I thought exercise, for example, was fun. I thought exercise was punishment for so eating true. food. Yes. <laughs> Same. So, eating, eating or drinking too much. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so it was actual torture. And now it's, you know, I've picked up stuff like there's a sport over here. It's not as big in the U S yet, but it's getting there. It's called paddle. It's a combination of like tennis and squash and it's so much fun. And I play it two mornings a week with girlfriends at 8am. And that is so much fun because we laugh, we're not like super good, but we can play matches. And, and that to me, is fun, you know, and that what I never would have thought that before. But I also never would have been in the position before to get up and go and play paddle at 8am. 
You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. So, so true. And you're so right. It's, I remember we went to, my mom got a beach house. I guess it was over Christmas. I don't know. Within the last couple of years since I've been free from alcohol. And what that would have looked like before would have been, you know, revolved around like making sure we had enough wine. And, and when we could, you know, as long as we were at the beach, like you can drink anytime as long as you're at the beach, but preferably like not until lunchtime, like you start, you know, with your drink at lunch. And I, I remember going on, you know, this trip a couple of years ago and what I found fun on that trip, being free from alcohol was jumping on the beach cruisers and in South Carolina, you can ride your bike on the beach because the flame, the sand is so compact riding my beach cruiser bicycle on. And it reminded me and getting up early and doing it. And I mean, doing it all day, that would have absolutely interfered with all the things before. And it, it reminded me of, you know, being a child and jumping on my bike. And I, I loved bike riding. It was my jumping on a beach cruiser and cruising around was my favorite thing to do. That's what was fun. Fun. I did have fun before alcohol came into my life. We all did. And it's, you know, sometimes thinking about like, what, what were those things that were fun? And then, you know, to your point, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Not the game that paddle. you just said, what do you call it? Paddle. Oh, but the game that's really popular over here now. It's- Pickle. Pickleball. Pickleball. Thank you. Pickleball. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. That hasn't, that <laughs> hasn't made it, that hasn't made it over here yet. That's what it reminded me of that you said that. And then I could not for the life of me think of the name of it, but setting that up in our driveway and playing that, like that is so much on a Sunday afternoon with my kids when, when it's nice out, that is my idea of fun. Whereas in the past, it would have been like, you know, y'all go play and we'll be sitting here listening to music, you know, having our, having our cocktails. But I think about too, the, the expectation that comes for, all the, and I wonder if it's a social media, I mean, I think a lot of it is a social media influence, but you know, I was just even thinking about like, we talk about like 40th birthdays and that expectation, like it's a big birthday and what are you going to do? Like there is this expectation, you know, with my daughter going to homecoming for the first time as a freshman in high school, like now there's this whole, like, you know, you do a post, the boy does a poster and surprises and there's, you do bouquets and not corsages. Like there is this, there's a pre-party, there's a post-party, there are all these, all these things. Like when did it become that everything had to be, there was this expectation of like, if you're doing it right, it's gotta, it's gotta be big. What do you think? Yeah, no, I totally, yeah, I totally see what you're saying. And I have no idea what the answer to that is, but I was going to say that even, you know, when I'm doing, working on, like I was working on stuff for my website today and for social media stuff or for the coaching. And I was trying to find a picture of first Christmas, like just, I I needed a Christmas document, right. For something I was working on and I could not, Oh no, sorry. Excuse me. It was Thanksgiving. I was doing Thanksgiving tips and I could not find one Thanksgiving image that didn't have a full glass of wine in it. And then I moved on to Christmas and I couldn't find a Christmas stock image. I mean, I could, but it took a while. Right. And then the other one to our point of this is that I, I typed in girlfriends because I wanted a picture of some girlfriends and guess what? It was all girlfriends with glasses of wine. So when does it start? I don't know, but it is hammered into us from the word go that it needs to be big and it needs to be perfect and it needs to involve booze. Yeah. And, and if you're not having fun, 
you're doing something wrong. I think that yeah. was something that was really confusing to me. Looking back, I can see that that idea of like, there must be something wrong with me if I'm not having fun or, you know, having fun with my kids, like, or not wanting to have fun with them in that way. Like there must be something wrong with me if this life that I, I do have a good life, like, don't get me wrong. I don't, you know, have huge problems. Right. But like, if it's not fun, then if you're not happy all the time, if it's not fun all the time, then there must be something wrong with us. I wonder how much of that kind of narrative also influences. I mean, I know it did for me. I know it does for a lot of people, but I wonder like where that, I, I just like, has that always been the case? I don't know that my, I don't know that my parents experienced that same kind of level of messaging, but perhaps they did. It's just maybe technology being, you know, it's, it's in our faces now, right? Like all, all the time. So maybe the exposure to it. Yeah. It's so, so true. It's so true. And, and yeah, just, and I think that it's, I always come back to whenever I'm, whenever I'm in a place where I'm like, oh gosh, I missed so much with my kids when I was drinking. I come back to, I come back to the whole thing of they get to see what I'm doing now. Right. And they get to see this journey that I'm on now. And, and so I think what we're kind of doing for our kids is hopefully not reinforcing this idea that you need to have alcohol for their, you know, in their cases, does that make sense to have fun, you know? And like, you don't like, I can celebrate a birthday without alcohol. Just like when you're able to drink, you don't have to either. Yes. Well, gosh, I hope so. Because for sure that is something that, um, or never planting those seeds in the first place or undoing the societal conditioning that does send those messages. I hope that that's one of the, the benefits that they get. And because they, yeah, they, they do see, I, I remember vividly my son. So I guess he was, this was three years ago. He's 12, quick map nine. So like shortly after I'd found freedom from alcohol, he's like, mom, he's like, you're just, you're just happy. You're just like happy all the time. And it's not, I wasn't happy all the time, but what he was noticing was, I was like, well, what is, ha what do you mean by that? Like, what does that look like? And he's like, I, he's like, I don't know. It's just like, it, you're just, I think what he was trying to say is that like everything was lighter and I wasn't snapping. I wasn't irritable. I mean, I have my moments, right. But it, there wasn't that low grade irritability that just kind of was like a dark storm cloud all, you know, over top of us at all times, there was this sense of happiness that came from finding freedom from something that was, you know, getting in the way. And so that is to me, like an example of what fun is now is having my kid, like, you know, see that in me and him learning, like, to me, that's fun seeing my kid believe and see that like, you don't need alcohol to have fun. To me, that's my new definition of fun. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I love that you always say low grade irritability because I feel like mine yeah. is definitely not, my irritability was not low grade. <laughs> I, think I, I, I think I had high grade irritability when I was drinking. <laughs> that's my description. Let's get Todd on here and let's ask him. I think he would also describe it as high grade irritability all the time. But see, that's the, but like, were you, like, how well did you hide that from the outside world? Like, I, 
being the people pleaser, being the tap dancer performer, like, I mean, I could turn it on and turn it off. So it was just reserved for my people. What about you? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think it, nobody in the outside world saw. I mean, Chris probably definitely would describe it as a high grade irritability. And so would my kids, but nobody else would have. Yeah, I totally, totally. But also, I think that be, like what, what we're saying is like because like living alcohol free has brought, brought more fun in our day to day everyday life. There's also the let there's less pressure to make things like a 40th birthday or a milestone birthday or an anniversary or a wedding or whatever it is that you have. There's less pressure, right? It's like, I'm experiencing fun today sitting in my gym pit chatting with you. So there's not like, all this pressure to have this one big, massive, blowout fun situation because I'm experiencing fun every day in my life. And I just literally thought of that as we were talking and it's so good, right? Like it's just, it takes the, it takes the pressure off. That is, that could not be more true. It's, it's the fun and like contentment. Like I never thought that content would be a feeling associated with fun. Like that I would describe contentment as fun, but to your point, when you're not experiencing those extreme highs and those extreme lows, and then this, there's this, you know, roller coaster ups and downs with, that goes along with that, like day to day, not living for the weekends. I mean, we lived for the weekends before. It was like, put your head down, grind it out during the week, you know, I love be healthy, that. hit the gym, be like, you know, rigid control rules, whatever. And then if we could just make it to the weekend and the same for, vacations or big birthdays. And that's, you're right. Like that's a big part, I think, of what influences that idea of like, we have to save it all up for this, you know, one big time. And so we are operating on that, like the, the extreme highs and lows, whereas in day-to-day -day life, I mean, fun now is getting out the little gymnastics ribbons and throwing on a little, what is it? Imagine dragons that my kids like, I don't know, whatever that song is, but throwing that on and having a little dance party that never would have appealed to, to me as part of fun. But like, that's a 20 minute, like thing of fun that, you know, has a much better benefit long-term, but experiencing those little moments sitting here talking to you, it doesn't have to be the big stuff when you're, you're just kind of getting it and just constantly such a good point. Yeah, no, and it is, and it's so true. And, and and like, I don't want to discourage anybody that if they're like wanting to have a massive birthday, like and have a big party, like yes. that's also like totally go for it. Like, and, yes. and also I think we don't think like, you know, we don't realize that there are so many, at least I didn't, it took me a minute to realize that there actually are so many things that are enjoyable in life that don't involve drinking. And so like, as women, like we can always go to the spa, <laughs> the spa is fun. We can always go and get our nails done, have a manicure with a girlfriend. We can always go on a walk. Like we can always go to the movies. Like we, all these things that you just kind of forget about that you can do without alcohol that are so enjoyable. Like any kind of like sports that you actually enjoy that you're not doing as punishment. All, all of this stuff is actually so enjoyable. And so there are like so many options. Like you have something big coming up that you can do. And you know, if you live in a big city, like I do, like, the, you know, we have the theater over here, which is always so fun, which is what we ended up doing. And yeah, I just, it's so cool. It's so cool. It's, I, I love that you brought up contentment, because it's something that I have had to like, really pray about being is like, 
God, just make me content. Like make me stop striving. Make me stop wanting more all the time, wanting more and wanting, wanting, you know, different and bigger and better. And I, I don't think I could have become content unless I quit drinking. I, I, I know that I couldn't, right? Because it was just, you were never in a place of peace. So how could you be content? Right? Totally. Yeah. That's why, yeah. That's why I like to say like trading, you know, my desire for wine for desire for the, for the vine. I mean, truly that contentment that comes from the, the contentment, the fulfillment that comes through Christ as being something that does sustain, whereas the, what we're looking for from wine or any, anything else that's getting in our way, that that's, short-lived it's temporary it's it, it doesn't it doesn't last and so yeah finding that seeing the difference in that that's something that i would have rolled i would have rolled my eyes four years ago at anybody who had said that so if you're rolling your eyes right now while you're listening i hear you that like that is exactly <laughs> what i would have done too but but it's crazy how like it's true you know and 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 thinking about like how like if if the big party is still like your thing by all means like do whatever the ask maybe i would say like get curious about like who are you doing it for like who are you who are you drinking for you know like maybe who are you doing the party for who are you doing who are you doing anything for is it for you know what you want and aligned with what you value or is it because of some unconscious expectation or tether you have to something, somebody or something else out there, the, the world's expectation of what things should look like. So yeah, just so good. And I also think that so much of it too, is like, not even about what you're doing or how you're so, like celebrating, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm sure you probably relate. I feel like turning 40 I just am, I'm excited. Like someone said to me the other day, like the best is yet to come. And that's like such a a thing that you throw around when people turn a milestone birthday. But I really do believe it. Like I really do believe that the best is yet to come. I really do believe that I have so much more in me. And now that I have found like my purpose, which is like helping women like you, like break free from alcohol. It's just, it's exciting to turn a milestone age. It's not scary. It doesn't feel like, I mean, you know, apart from the wrinkles, which, you know, those are fun, but, (laughs) but you know, it's not, it's not scary. It truly feels like something to celebrate. It feels like something to acknowledge the growth of what we've been through and how far we've gotten. And that definitely wouldn't have been in the equation before, before it would have been like, Let's go out and party our butts off and try not to think about the fact that like we've gotten older. Yeah. And then, yeah. What, what things will we need to do to start keeping up, like to, to not age, to try to fight against, you know, decline into old age, but you're so right. And that Maverick city music song, keep, it keeps getting better. You keep getting better. That's what I like. That has been my, I heard that early on in my freedom from alcohol journey and I feel like that has been the theme of my life since then. As I've as I've aged, as I'm, you know, doing more and collecting pages and pages of things that I get to find freedom from as a result of first finding freedom from alcohol, it's 
it just keeps getting better. And that's something that I thought you hit 40 and there's like, it's just all over from there. And I feel younger and more expansive and joyful. And I, I feel young. It's crazy. I feel younger. I'm like, am I, am I really 42? I mean, I know I look it, but I don't feel it. I feel better now at 42 than I did at 32, maybe even 22. So it's, it's like kind of the best kept secret that like, it's the like aging in reverse secret. You just find freedom from alcohol, not just remove it from your body and experience like the physical benefits to which there are many, but like the, the, the contentment and the joy and the peace and all that comes from being able to just show up the way you want to show up. And yeah, it just keeps getting better. So I love that. I love let's that. let's link that song in the show notes. If if we're allowed, I'm, I'm assuming we're allowed to do that, but let's link that Maverick City music song because that's such a good one, and that can be a, a good one for you new gals to listen to. And I also think, like to 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 wrap us up too. I think when you hit this age, you don't have to worry about what other people think as much, which is so freeing, right? Like as much as we we're saying, we we had. We're, you know, we had to do this and that and the other for other people and for the gram and all this stuff. You get to a point too where you're like, when you do find peace and when you do find what you enjoy and when you do find joy in the everyday, like the 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 having to drink for other people stuff just like evaporates, which is pretty much magical in my opinion. <laughs> Amen. So so <laughs> true. Who would have ever thought? It's yeah, absolutely. So, so good. good. So, so good. good. Well, Girl, happy, so fun. happy 42nd to you. I'm sorry that I missed it, Thank but now you. I, but I oh will never gosh. do that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and happy 40th ongoing for you. <laughs> so exciting. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. You can find all of our episodes at butjesusdrankwine.com and make sure you follow us over on the gram at Love Life Sober with Christy and Mead at I'm Not Sober, I'm Free underscore. To learn more about what we do, you can visit our websites at meadhollandshirley.com and lovelifesober.com. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with a friend or two. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't have to worry about missing a single episode. And if you love what we're doing, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. This helps more women who are feeling stuck and alone in the overdrinking cycle to find hope and encouragement. Thanks, ladies. We so appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.